lady ballers. Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. All right. Welcome back to the Soccer Pops podcast, guys. And we have a very special guest today, Danny Calaprico. She's actually from New Jersey, so I feel like we're already kind of friends, right? <laughs> She's a neighbor <laughs> on the East Coast. Um, and Danny has played in the NUSL. She's on the Chicago Red Stars right now. She's played overseas in Australia. Um, she's played on in a few of the U.S. Women's National Team games, and we're just really excited to hear her her story, her journey. Enjoy. There you are. Guys. Thanks for coming on. Of course. This will be fun. Where are you, are you in Jersey right now or where are you? I actually got, I just got back to Chicago like probably six days ago. Um, nice. I had to quarantine before because we have optional trainings right now. Okay. Um, but optional? I had to <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I'm like, why don't you just tell us to come? Yeah. <laughs> And then they always put at the end of the email, they're like, these are not mandatory, but highly recommended. (laughs) So So you're not going to play. That's such a classic. I feel like growing up and even in college, it was always optional. And if you didn't show up, it was like you were shamed. (laughs) Right. And you know, what's funny is that like, I like really think about it. And I'm like, okay, if I didn't come until the start date, which is February 1st, I and I don't necessarily think they like the coaches would be like oh like we can't like play Danny like yeah it would be for other reasons you know what I mean it's yeah, not like because I didn't come for like that week yeah <laughs> but I show up every time I'm like I'm there yeah <laughs> that's hilarious but how's yeah. um so how is optional training going is everyone like ready to go um, so we've had, uh, only like eight players here. So like, that's another thing. It's like, not everyone's coming. There's yeah. those players that are like, this isn't going to affect me. So I'm just going to yeah. oh come gosh. at the last oh. minute. But, oh. um, I haven't been yet actually. Cause I had a quarantine for six days before I could get tested. Mm-hmm. So I actually just got my result this morning so I can finally go to there training. Go. Nice. So are you guys playing with your masks on at practice? We are not because we're getting tested, but yeah. before that, when we were going to the gym together, we would have to train in, in our masks, which was something else. It's got to be such a different it's experience. Hard. Yeah, like I can't even walk down the street with my mask on. There's like, there's like men's basketball teams that are playing, like BU plays in masks. And when you play on their campus, you have to wear a mask. Oh, wow. Really? I can't imagine playing a game, like especially basketball, like it's so hot in there. Yeah. At least, no, like, Chicago, at least it's cold. <laughs> true. That's true. I feel like in Chicago, when I go outside for runs, because that's what I've been doing, even though I'm quarantined, but, like, mm. I'm running by myself. Yeah. Um, I, like, like the mask, because I'm like, oh, my yeah. nose is cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice in the winter. <laughs> I always wanted a little hat for my, my, for my nose, so it's working out. <laughs> but it's funny, because when we were in the gym and we were wearing masks, our, like, strength lady was, like, we were doing, like, hard workouts on the treadmill, and I can't breathe. So, yeah. like, during our rest, she wanted us to, like, turn the treadmill down and, like, keep jogging. And I was like, <laughs> I'm standing on the side, side of the treadmill because I can't yeah. breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, like, eating the mask. Oh, God, it's awful. And you're, like, sucking it in, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah sweat and i'm like (laughs) don't even start on the acne too that everyone's getting yeah so gnarly (laughs) (laughs) well you just had you had a camp in october right for for players who were like struggling to get recruited i had this like yeah so i had this idea because 
Um, obviously it's hard to get recruited this year because like every, like just COVID and stuff. So, um, I wanted to have a, my first camp and then, um, I came up with the idea. I was like, oh, well, why don't I make it like an ID camp? Like that could be cool. Um, and at the, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of risky to do my first camp when like COVID's going on, but, um, I decided to do it. But the thing I said is that if I do it, I'm going to have them wear masks. Cause mm-hmm. I just don't want to run the risk of like anything going wrong or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so then I just honestly got on, I just emailed a bunch of college coaches and I was like, Hey, I'm having a camp. Like, would love for you guys to come out. And it's also hard because I feel like there's like a, so obviously you, there's like a scale, like you have your like really great players at that age that are getting recruited easily just Mm -hmm. by word of mouth. Like, Oh, they play for a top club. They've been seen already, but then there's like a middle group of players And I feel like there's, especially in Chicago, there's so many like younger athletes and there's like a middle group of players that just don't get seen or they don't think that they can play at the next level. So what I tried to do is I reached out to clubs that were kind of like good clubs, but like, you know, not the top of the top. So um, I had a lot of players come from those type of clubs, which was great because it was like, we had a few like lower like d1 schools then we had d or maybe not d1 d2 maybe because they weren't mm-hmm. allowed to come d1 mm-hmm. but d2 and i don't even know d3 and then the the naya yes that one and i had like schools from there like mm-hmm. them come which was great because i mean a lot of them found a lot of interest in these players and they were like we would have never even seen them and <laughs> a bunch of the girls were like this is such a good idea i got emails and i was like oh, amazing that's awesome that's good. you could that's... like you probably changed lives right there that's yeah, pretty cool i know they were so excited and i was like oh me too do you want me to get on the phone with the coach <laughs> like, like are you their mom agent <laughs> for real though you what you are doing is so important because I mean I was just reading this article on women's sport on the women's sports foundation website the other day and it was saying that girls by age 14 are dropping out of sports two times faster than guys are Mm -hmm. and like especially with COVID I would only imagine how many women are dropping out of sports because they're just like this is complicated on top of an already complicated Mm -hmm. process (laughs) like I would imagine it scares people so it's just so cool that you're making it like you're helping them stay in soccer. Like it's so important. And I mean, we just had a whole recruiting email series that we helped our following with. And like so many people were interested in learning more because they're like, how do I get recruited during a pandemic? It's right. A lot of them just don't even like know what to do or what the steps and they think Mm -hmm. it's like a hard process. And I'm like, it's really not that hard. Yeah. And you won't regret it. Like I always tell people, I'm like, if you can play, even if it's not like a the best of the best like if you could play just having a team in college and like like kind of like a close-knit circle and like an outlet outside of school is so nice and you stay active so like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) there's no downside at least to try right and if you don't like it then you just stop but at least it helps you get into a school (laughs) yeah I think you brought up such an important point though is like you know a lot of people are so fixated on like what club do you play for and how much weight that name carries and frankly I think it's just it's such bullshit <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it's so discouraging yeah. for the girls who are who don't get on who aren't on club teams like that and then feel like they're a less valuable player they could bring less to a college team just because they don't come from you know a certain club or a certain genre of club so I think it's the fact that you focused on your efforts towards 
girls who play for or for good clubs and, and dominating clubs, but maybe not ones that are so tied into the politics of, you know, Olympic development teams and things like that. That's so important because yeah. those are the girls that have the love for the game and want to mm-hmm. play at the next level, but don't have the, the ease of getting there, you know, or the, I guess the, the steps laid out right in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's so, so important. Well, it's crazy. Cause I've been um, coaching at a club in Chicago and they're not like the best club. They're a good club, but they're not the best club. And they don't really get seen by anyone because no one really knows about them. Mm-hmm. But there's like a few girls, especially on my high school team that I'm like, these few girls could play at the top clubs in Illinois, but they just have no idea. It's just convenient. Or like yeah. some people like can't get an hour, can't drive an hour and I'm like, well, they're never going to be seen. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's- I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun too. And like the best part about it was that they had, they enjoyed it so much. And I feel like, I feel like I've trained a lot of kids throughout my career. And, you know, sometimes I just get kids that I'm like, are you even into this? Like, mm-hmm. are your parents making you come? They just want to get, get rid of you for a second. <laughs> but, um, these everyone that's the best part about coaching the girls I do is that they care so much and they work so hard because that's all they know and they've had to work so hard for everything that they've ever gone so um yeah that's awesome how many so how many coach um how many teams do you coach um so well last year we had like obviously a weird season so I was able to coach like a lot more Mm -hmm. um just because we had I mean, I don't want to say it was like a fake season because it obviously was a season, um, but it was less competitive in a sense and more <laughs> laid back. So I was able to coach. I coached almost four four nights a week from for like four hours because I just loved it so much. That's great. Um, and now this year I'm going to coach at the same club, but I'll probably just do two nights a week just because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> put myself in overdrive. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you want to coach someday when you retire? Do you think that's going to be something that you're going to want to continue to do? Yeah, that's a good question. I honestly have thought about it and I don't know if I'd want to necessarily be a club coach just because the hours are tough. Mm-hmm. Like when I get older and, you know, hopefully have a family one day mm-hmm. <laughs> and a partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Like when that comes, I don't want to be like on the field late nights. Like I want to be yeah. home with family and stuff. So yeah. Maybe something like college, because that's more like a nine to five or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then I can go home. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't have – it's weird, because I like coaching now, but I feel like if it was actually my only job and I was taking it very seriously, yeah. I would not have the patience. <laughs> just kick it in the ball. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Just kick it. Just kick it. I'm like, why are you passing it in the six-yard box? Like, I just started screaming. People tend to forget how like involved coaches get with their teams too. Yeah. Like you literally are gonna go through the hell that they go through and like their emotions. And it's honestly it's 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 harder than it looks. Like yeah. I give you a lot of credit for doing that even four times a week. I mean, like Alana Alana also coaches kids too uh, at night and like you guys, I'm in bed at like eight o'clock. Like, I, don't know how you, I don't know how you guys do it. I also would hundred percent have favorites. Like there's no way around yes. it. 
you know, and no, like people I'm who are lazy, I'm going to be like, all right, no, I can't, I can't handle it. Especially with the young ones. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, calm down. Just like treat them all the same. <laughs> There's one kid that's so cute. He comes up to me, he goes, coach Danny. I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, I think I need to sit out. And I was like, oh, well, what happened? Like, did you get hurt? Like, what happened? He goes, my feet hurt. And I was like, it was my feet are cracking. Like, you know, the skin, like they're cracked. So I can't run. And I was like, do you have like a blister? Oh, like, also, honey, that honey, those excuses don't fly in college yeah. when you get there. Like, I was like, oh, do you want to play when you're older? Because I don't think it's gonna yeah. work. <laughs> we always, oh, we God. actually tweeted a lot on soccer all probs when we were in college, saying like, coaches don't consider blisters at all an injury, no matter how hard they they hurt. They like, honestly, it just doesn't. Way worse than yeah. Anything. I agree. They hurt I so a bad. toenail, a black and blue toenail. Yeah. I'm like, well, yep. maybe if so-and-so didn't step on my foot, I'd be able to get yep. the ball with that foot. Yep. It's actually I, the worst. I never have all my toenails. I have a fake one on right now. Like, they sell fake toenails just for us. It's oh, disgusting and well, I'm going to be right though. there with you because <laughs> if you guys saw what's on my big right now oh. you'd be like oh <laughs> shannon don't like, you pa- paint like, over the like, skin do you to- i do yeah just paint right on over it <laughs> so you should try that danny there you go <laughs> you want to see yeah yeah you guys it's gnarly though i'll show you mine too i'm gonna take my fake one off okay you guys oh gosh okay <laughs> New podcast tradition. Well, okay, here, let me just explain. This happened in 2015. <laughs> actually at a national team camp, and Carly Lloyd stepped on my toe. <laughs> and, and it's never been the same. Guys, my first camp, so obviously I get stepped on, and I'm in excruciating pain, but I'm like, oh, play it cool. I'm like, <laughs> so I just keep running, and I'm like, no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> this is from 2015. Can you see? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. you should probably get that checked out <laughs> is like i have wait that is five plus years old oh yours is way worse than mine you guys the foot doctor i go can i get this removed he goes unfortunately since you're telling me it's been there for five years i think it would just grow back the same i go i think i'm gonna get another opinion get yeah. <laughs> another opinion yeah that's oh crazy. my god you should have her autograph that mine like, mine is growing <laughs> oh that's oh, bad <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah it's pretty okay, I nasty think I take that, though. but I, I think that. mine's been like yours like I think because it's kept you know it happened and then it just kept repeating like I don't think it'll ever be the same but yeah pretty nasty right <laughs> oh my god okay, so but that's like funny it's like, I take that can I have that <laughs> you can have it trade toes. I don't want it <laughs> first off you should you should have Carly Lloyd autograph that toe yeah I know I was like next time I see her I'm just gonna show her you like, yeah. you bitch. Look at what you did to me. <laughs> what you've done to me. Oh my God. I'm going to be wearing like band aids on my wedding day. Like, just yeah. that. right? Dude, that's yep. That's me too. <laughs> so, do you have any switching to- topics? Topics. Topics. Switching topics out. Do you have um, any tips for, for players right now who are struggling with recruiting? Like, besides, like, I mean, it would be great if they could go to like camps like yours, but is there anything else that you would suggest to them? Yeah, I feel like 
what I've heard has been really helpful for some people is they make highlight videos, which is mm -hmm. also tough because you obviously need a camera and you need a lot of equipment that goes into it that some people don't have access to. But mm -hmm. um, I just highly like recommend that people reach out to schools on their own and just get a conversation going at least. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that when they do get back on the field and they can compete against other teams, like, you know, they could show up to tournaments and come see them play. But it is, you really do need to play like an active role in your recruiting process. Even when I was going through it, it's like, I wasn't necessarily getting recruited by all these top schools or anything, but um, I made it a point because I knew which ones I wanted to try to go to and I reached mm -hmm. out to those coaches on my own. So I feel like if they play an active role in the process, um, they'll get where they need to be. Um, but yeah, I'd say highlight highlight stuff. If they can pull clips from, you know, anything really, it helps, um, mm -hmm. especially now because coaches can't really go to much. Yeah, I was going to say so, so many girls like, oh, Oh, but I'm not playing games, so I can't make highlight reels. I'm like, then literally go film yourself training. I was like, these you have to realize that you're as a player, we're in, you know, you're in an awkward position to try and get recruited, but the coaches are also in an awkward position because they can't go and get there either. So you just got to show them whatever you can. A hundred percent. And the other thing that they have to realize is everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's making these highlight reels. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like so if they just go out and show that they have like the key components like obviously there's a lot that goes into the game as we mm -hmm. know but I mean even just like filming stuff like I feel like how fast you can sprint like in yeah. dirt mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you record like your I don't this sounds like so little but like if you record like your beep test score or like something like that mm -hmm. like go a long way because you never know what the coach is looking for a lot of coaches do look for just you know athletic players and you know the soccer brain doesn't really matter to them but like mm -hmm. you know so it's like, there's so many things that you can do and like just on your own that I think would help. I feel like also if I was a coach and someone like put in all that time to make it, I'd be like, I'm already more interested in mm -hmm. them than someone who just yeah. sends me an email with nothing about them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if they're out there making a highlight reel alone, doing a beat test, I'd be like, all right, I'm kind of interested, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that gives them a step up at right? least. Like the word, yeah. And that, that and I also feel like, we need to realize that the coaches are now relying on you sending them videos and all of, and being proactive, like you were saying. Like you have to be an active person in your recruiting process mm -hmm. and know that like they're they're waiting for you to send them stuff. Like so, just just do it. You never know whose attention they're gonna grab just by sending them some emails. No, I agree. And like kind of going off that is that I feel like because I tell my players that as well. I'm like, anything you can send to these coaches will help. I told them all before my camp, I go, you should send them some clips before they come to the camp. So now they know what they're looking for mm -hmm. and stuff. And a lot of them would respond and say stuff like, oh, they don't want me. And I was like, you don't know that. So like, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of players are like, oh, they don't want, like, they just have this mentality, like, oh, if they haven't reached out to me, then they don't want me. And I'm like, well, no, they just haven't seen you yet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough to play at their school or whatever it is. I think you just need to show them and, you know, take some ownership and believe in yourself that, you know, I am good enough to play at, the, at these schools. Like they should see what I have, like, you know, so mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of players think that, which is really sad. It is sad. I know. It's almost like you're pro 
like players approach it like it's like dating like yeah oh, I don't want to yeah. just be the first one to hard like show to interest get. yeah hard to get yeah, yeah I'm like you need don't to sell, your, to sell yourself tip, don't play hard to get when <laughs> sell yourself sell yourself yeah. be your biggest fan it's so yeah. true though oh my god it is incredibly true how did you um know even so from college you were saying you were pretty sure of teams you wanted to apply for you already had that in mind right were you always certain that you wanted to play in college and then play professionally or was that something that you kind of learned through your journey yeah so I feel like I kind of learned through my journey um I knew in high school that I wanted to play in college I just didn't know had no idea where and um I was kind of, so growing up, I was kind of a player that like, I wouldn't consider myself as a very flashy player. And I played for, I played for PDA. So I played for a good club. Um, but I wouldn't say that I was a very flashy player. And I feel like to get recruited, like I would have had to like, I don't know, they would have had to see me a few times before <laughs> they were like, Oh, we want her. So to be honest, when I was going through the process, I kind of went through that too. I was like, oh, like no one wants me. Like I kind of got a little nervous, but then I started reaching out to schools and I was like, hey, I'm going to be at this tournament. Um, I would love for you to come watch me play. And um, so that's kind of how I went about it. Like I had to reach out more so than not. And mm -hmm. even when I ch wound up choosing UVA, like talking to the coach at first, he was like, you know, Danny, we, we think you're a good player, but we need to see more. And the problem with that was that every time they would come see me play, I would know. And then mm -hmm. I would just not play my best. Mm -hmm. And story which, of my life. <laughs> yeah, which was just like the worst feeling. Cause it was like, I put so much pressure on myself, but, um, and I tell my kids this now is that you put so much pressure on yourself, but you have to remember that you've been doing this your whole life. All you, you've been training for these big moments. So just go out there and just be yourself. Like always reflect on like, your your training and the hard work that you've put in every day and I never thought about that I was like oh oh gosh well if they didn't want me then I don't how am I I'm what am I gonna do like I don't do anything cool in games like I'm just pretty simple like I just would think so far into it um and so it was funny because they wound up UVA wound up coming out to a game and I didn't know they were there and I played really well, well that's <laughs> probably for the better I know. And I was like, well, thank gosh they came. And it wasn't even the head coach. It was the assistant coach. And the assistant coach wound up reaching out to the head coach and was like, hey, like, we got to get Danny. And then I wound up getting a phone call from him. He was like, we'd love to have you. And it was like the best day of my life. <laughs> awesome. But um, sorry, I kind of went off topic. But going into professional, I honestly didn't know until probably like junior year, which is kind of crazy to think because I feel like nowadays it's like, play, like, there's a lot of youth players and mm -hmm. like, freshmen are like oh I want to play pro like stuff like that but I feel like at, in, during my time at least it like there wasn't there was the WPS but then there wasn't really like I don't know it wasn't as big I guess yeah and it's obviously growing a lot so I didn't really know that much about the NWSL like and I don't know I just didn't really know about it and then I just remember my coach at UVA was like hey like you you realize you can play like you can play at the next level. You should enter the draft. And then it was such a weird turnaround. Like I just entered and then all of a sudden I got drafted and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> like how'd I get here? <laughs> Isn't it wild though? I feel like a lot of girls, actually not a lot of girls on our team, only like 
two girls wanted to play pro after school, like Goody, which you might, might know Nicole Stan. Yeah. Um, and Emma Pitchell, I feel like said she might want to play pro. And other than that, it wasn't really like a thing. And I think you're our age. Are you, how old are you? 27? Did you see me? I go, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I never so, know how old I am. Yeah. But like, you were kind of like in the same boat as our age group. Like it wasn't something everyone wanted to do mm-hmm. but yeah. now i can't i if, if we could go back now i would be like hell yeah yeah like yeah. the nwsl right? is so in in such a good place mm-hmm. i feel like yeah I, I remember not even knowing that there was a draft until like i saw it on twitter one time at the yeah. coaching convention like i was like i didn't even know this was a thing that they had i thought it was just like if you know someone who can get you placement yeah. into one of these teams like there was no representation of that kind of stuff you know it wasn't so it yeah. didn't seem as accessible because it wasn't, it didn't visually wasn't accessible. So I'd say, yeah, it's like, Oh, how do I get there? And it's like, Oh, enter the draft. And then look, it can, it can work out and happen. So it's so great. It's, I feel like it's such a more plausible goal for girls playing now. Cause they see that they see players progressing through, mm-hmm. you know, their, their process into college and their process into the professionals, which is awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Wait, that's funny that you said Nikki because I'm actually living with her this year. No way. Are you? <laughs> she that's gets her Friday, so I'm super excited about it. But tell oh, her Goody. we said hi. We she's, love Goody. She, I love hanging out with Goody because she's such an activity person. Like she always wants to do fun stuff. Yes. Like, and it's for anything. I'm like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so when do you guys start up again? You have the Challenge Cup start starting up? Yeah, so as of now, we, our preseason is the first training can be February 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're saying mid-April is going to be the Challenge Cup. No, mid, wait, yeah, mid-April, sorry. Mm -hmm. Mid-April is the Challenge Cup. And then mid, I think May is when our actual season would start. Um, and we'd have a full season. So who knows if that's at all going to happen, but that's mm-hmm. for us. Do you have any like personal goals for, for this year, for 21, for, as, as a player? Yeah. Um, so I feel like the past like two years, um, last year and the year before, I've kind of gone through like nagging injuries. Like in mm-hmm. 2019, I just, my knee was always bothering me just with the bunch, like tendonitis, nothing major, but at the same time, it wasn't comfortable playing, um, which is sometimes the hardest injuries because mm-hmm. it's not putting me out, but it's like, I'm, I can, I can play, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, you play it's like, I got this. And then like, everyone's like, well, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I'm like, what? I didn't play my best. My knee hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get so defensive, but then I'm like, okay, whoa, calm down. <laughs> but, um, and then last year I sprained my ankle pretty bad. Um, and I, I, didn't wind up finding a good physical therapist that could, you know, help me until I got to Chicago actually. So, um, but now I'm healthy. So personal goals, I feel like is just, you know, get back in a rhythm of playing my best soccer again, being confident again. Um, So I'm really excited. That's why I really hope there's a a full season this year Mm -hmm. because just getting like full games under my belt again will be great. So that's my, that's the first step. And then um, I'd always say, obviously, I would like to make it back into the national team if I can. So, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. How have you stayed motivated throughout all of this? Um, that's a good question. So um, I feel like 
a, obviously a huge part of my life has been soccer. And one of the reasons for that is because I grew up, you know, always playing with my brother in the backyard and then playing with his teams growing up. And then my dad was actually my coach um, before I got into high school. And he was, you know, he was so into my development and like me as a player. And that kind of inspired me um, to, you know, push myself more and more each day. And um, so I feel like when I go out on the field, like I always think about my dad. Um, my dad passed away uh, about a year ago. So that was really rough. And I feel like every time I go out on the field, I, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, my dad. And like, when I feel like I can't do something, I feel like he enables me to do it, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, I love and, it. And push myself. So um, it's funny because I always tell people that he coached me when I was younger and they're like, oh, that's probably so fun. And it's like, it's like, well, me through. <laughs> um, so I feel like he's kind of, you know, given me that power to, you know, push through tough times. Um, so that's like one of my huge motivating factors in my career, especially right now. Um, but yeah, I'd say that is probably my biggest one. That's awesome that you, you know, you started your journey together and you're keeping it going, which is incredible. I yeah. love that. That's, no, that's a great motivation cool. to have. It, like, just like reminds me of him. Like I could not imagine life without soccer because I'm like, no, like I feel like soccer is like where I'm with my dad. I don't, that sounds really weird, but no, <laughs> no, it's, it's not weird at all. Like that is incredible. So yeah. Did you guys, did you guys, was he like tough on you? Oh when yeah. You train? Like you guys are butt heads with each other. I cannot even imagine. Like if I had to go practice. My, my mom critiques one thing from the sideline and I'm like, go to the car. <laughs> well, it's funny because like my mom, I like, cause she wasn't my coach and Okay, I'm not saying my mom doesn't know soccer, but like she just says like the basic things, like mm. oh, they need to switch the field, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good, <laughs> which is good. It's more advanced than yeah, that's yeah. like level two. Yeah, level two. <laughs> it's funny because she would say something. She and always it's like always when parents say it, say something, it's like they say it in this way, and I'm like, you just said it wrong. Like <laughs> an example after a game, like with the Red Stars, my mom would be like. So, how do you think you played? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, like, you never say that. So clearly, you don't think I played well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, she'll be like, so not yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you need to play the mom role and just tell me I did well, even though I didn't. <laughs> right? Or I'm like, maybe just be like, hey, like, you know, the team looked off. Like, not better luck next time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um, okay, I, got, I got off topic again. But what I was gonna say is that playing for my dad, it was like funny because like he pushed me to like be a really great player and stuff. But there was one time I'll never forget. I was so we had practice at night, and I so I played for a boys team before high school. So he coached my the boys team I was on, and I was the only girl, and <laughs> so he tried like made it clear that he was not gonna treat me any different <laughs> um, and so there's this one time where I had training at night and I was my friend asked me to go to Six Flags Great Adventure during the day uh oh tempting <laughs> so I'm I, in. Hey, I was like dad can I go to Six Flags like I'll be like I'll have my friend's name was Lauren I'll have Lauren's mom drop me off at training it's right by her house and then he goes 
you know, like you can't miss this training. Like you can't just miss training. So like, I'm telling you now, do not be late and don't miss it Uh or I will be very upset. And I was like, dad, do you know me? I've never missed a training like going on. I'm like, I need to go to Six Flags. Don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we go to Six Flags and we hit rush hour traffic oh, no. training. And so I'm trying to like call my dad. He's not answering because he's in training. And so like I sprint up to the field. And at this time, they're just still kind of going through their warm up stuff where they're dribbling in a box or whatever. And I just grab a ball and I, I, <laughs> I like go to start like dribbling like in the box and my dad's not even looking at at me he goes he stares straight like not even looking at me he's like what do you think you're doing (laughs) oh I was like he's never like anything like this so I was like uh sorry I'm late I texted you and then he was like he was like yeah and I told you, you couldn't be late. <laughs> oh, he goes, give me that ball. And I was like, okay. So I, oh, no. And he goes, you, you see the perimeter of the <gasps> complex? He goes, start jogging. I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> oh, Your dad sounds like a, yeah, I, he sounds like a boss, though. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just told me, and I just started jogging. And then, like, halfway through, I was running for probably, it had to be, like, 45 minutes. Oh, my God. And I look over, and I go, can I stop? I'm tired. And then he goes, oh, you're tired? Is, is, that, is that what you're going to tell your coach when you, like, play in college? Is, you're just, you're tired? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, and then I got mad, because then we started, and then it was, like, a father-daughter thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not going any longer. So I sat on the sideline. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Well, I have a question though. Were you ever late to a practice again? Never again. Never. And in fact, my teammates here, they're like, you get to training so early. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like grandma and I need to do every recovery thing I can. And second of all, I don't know if you know what I've been through. <laughs> That's burned in your memory. That is so funny. That's hilarious. But hey, now you're early all the time. So no, it was a good time. lesson. <laughs> Sometimes too early. I'm like, what am I doing here? I do, that's that's, that's early. There's always one player like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. Yeah, for sure. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully we can see you play in person in the next year or two. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you guys should come to Chicago. Have you guys been to Chicago? We went for yes. one US game like last I think last year, right? Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Like we sh- we went to a hotel where we decided to get bunk beds, the three of us. <laughs> oh my, that was Chicago. <laughs> and we're adults, but yes, we wanted bunk beds. So we got a room with bunk beds in it. It was hilarious. It was so fun. It had like a curtain that sh- <laughs> Yeah, it had like curtains. And I, I don't think we got food poisoning, but we were like teetering on the edge of food poisoning. Carly Definitely the restaurant. Sick. That felt like food poisoning. <laughs> It was just like a lot of farts in one room. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe Chicago will be better the second time. Around. Yeah. So maybe we'll get separate rooms. Yeah. I was just say like, I don't know. Maybe you guys could, one of you could sleep on my couch. <laughs> there we oh go. That would work out better. But yes, we did. We did have fun. <laughs> oh my God. So we have to come back. So yeah. Well, definitely let me know if you guys are around. Yes. Enjoy well, the rest s- of your day.
All right, I will. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much.